My name is Elifema Chu, and this is Deprivation Discourse. Every episode, I sit down with young people and professionals, and we have a real open discussion about what it is to be a young person in poverty today. You can find out more info about the research project behind this podcast at deprivationdiscourse.com. All right. Hello. I'm here with Angie today, who is team leader at Heaven Helps. Hello. 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 I should describe a little bit about where we are today. Um, We're in... Heaven helps. I guess this is the head office. Yeah, in the there? food room. We're in yeah. the food room, yeah. In the very crammed food room. So there's just loads of tins on the shelf. There's loads of like little white um, carrier bags with, I oh, guess, they were food packed in. lunches, yeah. Packed lunches. And then we've got just loads of uniforms, loads of clothes in the other room. Um, it's really, really packed. Yeah, here. all my dog food. We've got to remember the fairy friends as all well. So I guess that's a good introduction to what what is this what is heaven so helps? well essentially we've been going for just over four years essentially it was just from one box of food and we were a food bank um it started off as that and then all of a sudden it was people needing food clothes items of furniture because you find a lot of people the washing machine goes off and they can't afford to buy a new one the we are in links in links with greg's now who are absolutely amazing where we can send over for white goods for people so they can get the fridge, they can get the washer, they can only get one item, but whichever item is most needed, then that's fab. They're really, really good. We just get vouchers off them. So, yeah, I mean, one box of food and now we're just this huge organisation and I honestly have no idea how it happened. It's unbelievable. It is. It's massive. I mean, people who are not from Heaven who might listen to this, Heaven Helps is a local name. Like, people yeah, know what it is. Yeah. When did it start off? It started in June 2015. Right. Um, and like I say, one box of food above a, above a sewing shop in the right. in the actual centre, in, in Hebentown Centre. Um, we got, well, we didn't get kicked out of there, but there was a few things to do with the... Um, Jo was a seamstress, the lady who I run, run it with, and Jo was a seamstress and the business sort of collapsed. And then we got given this place, so... Like a saviour, because actually I thought we're going to be in, in one of them shipping containers down mm-hmm. the time. We thought that's where we we're going to end up. So, yeah, so grateful for this building, although it's absolutely teeny. You can't <laughs> get moved, but I mean, we still function, so... Yeah. And everything in this room is donations, isn't it? Yes, uh-huh. I mean we do the we do do our own bits of shopping. We do our online bits of shopping, but yes, pretty much everything that you see here has been donated by somebody. Mm. And who 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 takes the stuff? So what? Who do we kind of deal with on a daily basis? So like for for the users of the mm-hmm. of the service, well the users of the service, um, these are just people and families that are struggling. They fell on hard times. We do have. There is a lot of stigma around food banks and people on benefits and people will say, get up off your backside and go and get a job. Yeah. Even it's it's just not that easy to get up off your backside sometimes. It's really not. We do have a lot of people come through the door, the door who we class as working poor. And these are two people who are working and if you might, maybe two adults, two children, you just can't make ends meet at the moment, whether it be you could have just the odd the odd extra bank charge that'll come out and then how are you going to get that money back therefore you need help to feed to feed the family that week mm-hmm. i mean it might only be that just that once that they need it 
there's loads and loads of people that we have helped in situations like that and I call it a kindness boomerang because you help them and then all of a sudden they get back on their feet and then they'll help you or it'll be a friend of the person that you've helped and then they want to pay something back because you've helped them Mm. so yes a lot of it is people on benefits I know what what whatever people will say about that they shouldn't be smoking they shouldn't be drinking you always get that sort of thing at the end of the day if you are struggling you might be able to afford a pack of backy if that's going to keep you sane for the mm. week then by all means do it yeah. so yeah a lot of it a lot of our users come from the likes of welfare support children's services social services the job center um a lot the best part of our our clients come from the job centre. So is it ever can people just I don't see I think people kinda of have a lot of misconceptions about food banks and who's able to use them. Yeah. Um are people able to just like walk in and they like, are, take- yes. We do get lots of messages because I mean we have our Twitter, we have our Facebook and we have a Facebook page. We get lots of messages on the Facebook page asking how 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 we can help them. Basically, all they need to do is walk through the door and ask for help, and we and then and we'll 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 help them any way with any way that we can. After they've had the help the first time, then they need to be referred from the welfare support. Mm-hmm. That's when we can sort of keep a log on on the database on on exactly who is using the service. We do get people who come all the time. I mean, we do restrict it on two out two in every six months. But like I was saying earlier, we had a guy who got sanctioned. He got sanctioned for six months. This was because he didn't know how to work a mobile phone or mm. to send emails, so therefore he couldn't do his job search. Mm. They stopped his money for six months, so we fed him for the six month period and he was quite it was quite worrying because if there was a few times he had came in he had attempted suicide but he'd wow. spoke to us about it so we'd sat him down you'd give them a bit of, a bit of tea a few biscuits some toast just to have a little bit sort of heart heart with them because everybody's human it's not like there's no you if you walk through that door the bet you're more than likely going to get a hug off one of the volunteers that's mm-hmm. the way that we run the place it just is so yeah i mean Luckily, he didn't kill himself, thank God for that. Mm-hmm. And after the six months, I actually backdated all of his money for oh. the six months. So what was the whole point in it in the first place is what I say. But he's alive, he's kicking, he's mm. happy as anything. We don't see him now so because he's back on his feet. So, That's yeah, nice. that was that was nice. But it was a shame that he had to be put through that in the first place. Mm. Do you want to explain a little bit about what sanctions are for people who haven't watched I, Daniel Blake? Sanctions, oh, God. They just seem to be chucking them out like confetti, to be <laughs> fair. But, yeah, sanction is if you turn up five minutes late for an appointment, if you don't do your, your 20 hours a week job search, they'll stick you straight on a sanction. Mm. So, I mean, his was an extreme case. That was six months. Sometimes it might just... Well, people don't... They get paid once every four weeks now. So if you get sanctioned, that's a, that's a month that you're going to have to wait, an extra month and then an extra month. So mm. it can just be something as simple as missing your bus, yeah. just being a little bit late for an appointment. So I found it unbelievable, because we were talking about I, Daniel Blake a little bit before we started recording the podcast, and I found it unbelievable when I was watching that, the system, because I didn't know much about the system of benefits. Yeah. Um, And it's just unbelievable that the way I, I understand that, um, and I guess everyone just understands that it's a way to kind of prohibit people from going on them in the first place yeah. and obviously moving on and finding yeah. a job. But it's like for people who have to use a food bank when mm-hmm. they're being sanctioned, you know, it's like 
that's not how people deserve no, to live. No, of course of it's not. No, I mean that film. When that film came out, the awareness that was raised was absolutely mm. amazing. I was over the moon with that. But then you still do get people saying, "No, oh, no, it's not like that." And honestly, yeah. it is. Mm. It really, really is. People don't deserve to have to live like that. Absolutely not. So, do you want to as well describe a little bit about all the different things that you have going on here? Because when I walked in today, Andrew's like, "Oh, well, I was doing, <laughs> I was doing this." And so I was doing yeah. This. Today in. <laughs> uh, right. So, well, in in each set of holidays, we set up a food a holiday provision. So it was like a holiday hunger scheme that's been going for four years. We've run a summer club called the Grub Club for the last two years. And the Grub Club is where people can come for fun, food, and friendship. That is one motto down there. Today, I mean, we've we've said with seventy meals, seventy mouths got fed. In the grub club today, we've had we've had treats in for the ladies. Even the mams have had nails, and we got hairs done last week. So yeah, that runs twice a week in each set of holidays. From our centre, we run our pack lunch scheme. The pack lunch scheme in the last six week period seen us making over twelve hundred. It's looking like we're going to top that this year because I mean, in the first week alone, we'd made two hundred and fifty. So that's two hundred and fifty fifty mouths that are getting fed. In in the holidays, it's I mean, kids are running around more. They're burning off more energy. You've got to try and find an extra meal to go in their mouth. If you're struggling in the first place, if you, so, I mean, we have a, a family of seven will come in daily for the pack lunches. That's seven extra mouths to feed. Yeah. If they weren't coming in here, I mean, the people would be starving. Yeah, this is what people, especially the people that I've had on the podcast, just talk about time and time again, which is that. Young people are only in school for 180 days. Yeah, what do they about do the, the rest, rest of the time, of the time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's often not just that, it's often, uh, obviously food is really important, but it's often like, you know, they can't afford to, to go and play places. This is it, yeah. And that kind of thing. So with the Grub Club... This was the Grub Club is yeah. perfect for that because it's all free. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we've had science parties, we've had circus parties. Oh, wow. There's a generally an activity on every, on every session. I think that next week we're doing... It's an arty clarty, so they come out and they just basically make a mess, but they have fun, <laughs> they're happy when they make a mess. Um, but we've also... We are planning a trip to Scarborough. And it's looking like there's going to be a hundred. There's no, there's two two buses of forty nine. So what's that? It's only a couple off a hundred, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We'll provide the pack lunches for everybody. So that's that we the that's one parent and then however many children. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. And that's all totally totally free. We had paid for one bus and then realised that would took too many kids on. So we had an organisation just along the road who actually donated a bus for what to use, oh, wow. which was absolutely brilliant. So yeah, we've got loads of pack lunches to make for that as well. <laughs> but it's a day out. The kids, some some we did it last year, and the feedback that we got off that. I mean, the kids were, were caught crabs. We were playing on the beach all day. They had the the food in their tummy, and the, so a lot of these families wouldn't get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might go to the local park in this weather. It's, it's atrocious mm-hmm. this year. So, but yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. It is and the, the friendships that are formed I mean we'll all be crying by the end of it don't get us wrong we'll be happy and we'll be ready for about a creative wine yes. but by the end of it there will be tears because the kids will the, the kids do miss it until you go back so yeah. oh that's so lovely and is it just so who runs all this or who's taken all these young people at Scarborough and like the, well no there's only going to be three volunteers it's because it's classed it's the sort of 
it's from the Grub Club, not actually Heaven Helps, mm-hmm. which it's all the same really. But yeah, there's like three three volunteers. So we're going to be doing it with all of them families so <laughs> it'll is be it, good fun yeah it's, I mean I want to ask kind of like what are your personal experiences you've been doing this since like 2015 yeah like what's that like to, to take on so much work to be fair all I did was walk into Joe's sewing shop and say do you need a hand she'd sort of decided she wanted to do something a couple of days before she'd set a Facebook group up mm-hmm. and I had walked in and I just said right do you need a hand and then it just went absolutely mental so yeah it's really really rewarding to be able to do this but I've had a lot of sort of pain go on prior to that which has sort of made me go on to a kindness overload mm-hmm. and want to save a lot of people yeah. and I know you can't save everybody but I want to try like yeah. I'll give it my best shot so yeah but it's such a community thing as well do you know what I mean the community are amazing yeah. they really are yeah do you want to talk a little bit about that oh god yeah I mean the the pull, the way that they pull together and I know we do get feedback where, where the community have said we've actually brought back the community spirit and I, and I do believe that it's it's like Every time I post something, I'm like, join the kindness revolution because that's what it is. You've got the, there's so much bad and there's so much awful, awful things going on in this world now. Be kind to each other. You've got to make a difference. If you don't care about your next door neighbour, if you don't care about him up, him up the street five doors, who's yeah. going to care about them? Who's going to care about the elderly gent who might freeze to death in the winter? It's got to be. It's got to come from the community. There's no the government aren't. The government don't care. Yeah. Um, time and time again, they really, really don't care about what's going on. Yeah. And I personally think that they sort of use these groups as a bit of a fallback because there's so many different groups popping up. I mean, we'll have a lovely one up at the cemetery. This should all be a council-run thing, but they sort of took it upon themselves to do the work of what, of what, like, sort of cutting the grass, making the graves look lovely. They've even got a tea room up there now. It's it's all of these groups coming together and making a difference, and I think it's just absolutely lovely. Yeah, because I think you're right about... Because there's been such a rise of food banks. Yeah. It's like such a a recent thing like I speak to people like who are like me grandma like me mama whatever yeah. like, we just didn't have food no bags, you know? but I think back in the day I can remember growing up and they used to have this thing for something from the EU where you used to get tins of steak and, and salted butter and I'm trying to think I must have been oh it's got to be about maybe 30 years ago maybe mm-hmm. 35 years ago because me mum used to get that and it used to be a little token book and the butter was gorgeous. Like we used to always gather the butter off all my mum's friends, and we used to swap it for the steak. But so there has been things like that in the mm. past. But it's it is getting worse. It, it, it but it's the way that the system is failing people. Yeah, and I guess you know things like Heaven Helps and things like food banks and uniform banks. Yeah, and cat and dog food banks. Yeah, like, it's like the point of it isn't to to end the problem it's to relieve the it's problem it's to yeah it's to lessen I, I, I say our job as lessening the blow for those in need mm. because it's still happening it's not going to change any with the, uh, all of this universal credit and oh god that's just a nightmare you just got to lessen the blow that's what we're here yeah. for and it we're not going to fix the problem it's, not, it's and i don't see it getting better anytime soon have you seen many people coming in kind of facing these issues of universal credit? Yes. More so, it the, when I noticed it, more so was at Christmas time. And this was, right. I was telling you earlier about the different things that we do with, with the hampers and the turkey dinners and stuff. 
And we had people coming in talking like four weeks before Christmas and they'd been put on universal credit and some of them weren't getting paid until February. So that's your whole Christmas wiped out. You've not got a single penny or a bit bit of food in your cupboard to feed your children. And what about... I know presents aren't a necessity, but... It's the thought of kids waking up with nothing on Christmas Day that's that pulls on your heartstrings mm. like something rotten that. Mm. But you gave presents, right? Yes, yeah, so Christmas time it's one of the busiest times apart from the six weeks holidays that we can get and we run a lot of different appeals. We'll have our dog food appeal, we'll get little doggy hampers given, you know, and little so doggy cute. coats and stuff like that. We have the, the appeals that we that we end up running, you have your selection box, you have your blessing bag for the homeless. You you have your toys you have your reverse advent hampers so the the reverse advent hamper is supposed to work you get a box and every day of every day of december you'll put a tin in and at the end of the the month you donate it people just donate some amazing hampers honestly i mean you get some you get all of your treats in you get your christmas puddings you get some really really lovely things in so last year we give out 180 of them to different families i mean you had like single person ones then you had like larger ones for different families we did a we did a one last year where we give out actual christmas dinners so we provided the turkey the gravy the crackers the christmas pudding just a full-on christmas dinner you got the stuffing i think it was 130 off the top of my head that would give out of them as well So we'll go on to the toys, wow, the toys, I mean, we end up getting inundated with them, you know. The, we got given that many last year. There was 440 children on my lists and each child got a giant sack and there were at least 10 toys in. So that's, I mean, that's how That's how, how generous the community were. Um, so yes, that's really, really rewarding. But it's, and then it just boils back down. You know you're doing a good thing, but why are we even having to do it in the first place? But then if you weren't, it's sort of a catch-22 because you just think, right, where can we go from here? But you've got to keep going because yeah. the the names on the lists and the numbers on the lists are rising. Mm-hmm. And to think that there would be a child that wouldn't wake up or even have a, a selection box or mm-hmm. a toy to open on Christmas mm-hmm. Day, that's just, just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because it's like at Christmas time and it's totally fair enough because you know, all over the world, there's poverty and yeah. suffering and poverty. But people do very much forget that there's like four million young people in the UK who yeah. suffering from poverty. Mm-hmm. And that's very real. And, you know, you see it as a person yeah. who rats through literally hurt mm-hmm. helping people. But it is just really easy to forget at Christmas time when there's so much, like, that really annoying song, which is like, do they know it's Christmas time? Oh, well, yeah, I think we're aware that it's Christmas like because <laughs> you get it blasted in your face, yeah, don't you? It's like, you know, like, it's, it's not just people. There isn't this abstract idea of poverty. Yeah. Like, there's children going without Yeah. in the UK. Yeah. In it's um, sad. It is sad. But as well, I think the context is really important here. As I say, people who don't know Heaven. Heaven is like a really small It is, town. yeah. And to think that you're feeding and to think that you've had to do with, you know, like probably thousands of people. Yeah. Over the time that you've been. It's not, I mean, we're called Heaven Helps, but it's, we do do further afield because it's not every, it's not to say Heaven is like a poverty stricken town. It mm. does go, it's, it do, we do cover South Tyneside. The food side, maybe. We try to stick the sort of heaven, heaven and Jarrow, but we do get people coming like from further afield, and we won't refuse the toys and the hampers and stuff like that. I mean, we stretched as far as Gateshead last year, wow. 
So that for the for it over over the Christmas it it go it spreads a lot further than just South Tyneside. There's enough like things like this that's going. Do you think there's enough like because I would say food bank, but this isn't even just a. Food it's bank. more than a food bank, isn't it? The range of yeah, things, yeah. Um, I mean the airs the airs food banks around. I know there's a one in Jarrow, but that that's that's only open sort of a couple of hours per week, yeah. I think. And then you do have a couple in Shields, you have a couple in Gateshead. But yeah, I mean, the range, if if we were just given food, I would probably wouldn't really be that busy. I mean, they go, yeah. they don't get us wrong. I mean, sometimes we could have maybe 10 up to 20 parcels going out a day on a busy day. Um, it's not that every day, but there's always somebody coming through the door. I mean, whether it be coming for the free fruit, fruit and veg, because we do we give, we give free food away every day. Um, Every Friday morning, we run a free food Friday, which is surplus food food from Greg's, Morrison's, Aldi and Farm Foods. Right. All of this stuff would just go in the bin. So I find a lot of it, I mean, we're up to 60 bags a week, on average about 60 bags a week. You don't need a referral. You just need to walk through the door, ask for a bag, that's it, you're going to take one away. So you could have like... With, we always end up with loads of excess of tomatoes and beans and soup, so there'll always be a tin of soup in there, right. maybe some pasta in there, and then there'll always be Greg's pasties and mm. donuts and stuff. And I mean, Greg's prices are going up as well, aren't they? So not everybody can afford the self a pasty. Yeah. So we'll fill them up for the weekend. I was gonna, I was gonna ask as well, like this food bank, if we're calling it a food bank in particular, when it gives away food. Yeah. Um, it's not just like I'm looking around as and I can see an aubergine. Like, yeah, it's, not just, it's quite it's not random. Just yeah, no, nah, you'll see some random yeah. things. It's not just canned food. Is what's because I know that food banks usually just give out canned food. Yes. Uh, what's the thing this, behind fresh food? Well, this is just what we get given on a daily basis. We have a contract with Aldi on a every morning. We pick up from Aldi a quarter past nine, and that could be a range from it could be bread, likes of the fruit and veg and stuff like that. Every week we do a collection from Asda and that's all just surplus food as well, which is, it's good to eat. I mean, if it's not green mouldy, it's totally, totally fine. And the yeah. stuff that we get is decent stuff. But if we didn't pick it up, it would just go in the bin. And you're, you're talking like thousands of pounds, you know, yeah. some weeks when if you were to tally it all up, it's crazy to think what is actually going in the bin. That is crazy. Yeah, but there's a lot more supermarkets jumping on board with that now, which is a brilliant thing. Mm. I mean, we sometimes, We'll give all of this food away, and then we'll then we'll get a message sent with like a giant pan of stew or like a oh. an apple crumble, and they'll say, right, if it hadn't been for you giving us that food, what was going to go in the bin? I've just made a giant apple apple crumble for ten people. It's that sort of that's, so that's where you get the nice bits because you see your day is actually doing some yeah. good. Yeah, and I guess as well, it's just like. I guess people think about people who go to food banks and it's like using like the tins and whatever. Yeah. Often people don't find that really useful. Yeah. Fresh food as well. But it's just nice to think that, you know, people can make something that's healthy and yeah. make something that's, you know, like nice. As yeah. Because well. like there's only, um, yes, I mean, there's, there's only so much you can make out of a tin. Mm-hmm. We are aware of that. And we do, we did um, try to do, you know, like little menu, like little recipes and stuff like that. And we got, we've got loads of books donated from, I think it's Jack Mon- Monroe who does the tin or everything she makes out of a tin because she oh. had to live on food banks for a while. But we get, I mean, we've got all of these freezers there all chock-a-block so if there's when anybody comes in we'll fill a bag full with you could could be chips ice cream Mm. chicken burgers there's all sorts in the freezer so you're getting the airs there's a kind of good range of what you can give out yeah 
What what do people how how do people behave when they walk in? Oh, some I mean some of them some of them totally fine some of them and then others you can just see that they just need a hug and then as soon as you do, you give the hug out then they start crying. Oh. I'm soft as cloth so I'll start crying. There's always there's, there's like it's there's not a day goes by where there's not like usually a tea, a tea ash that is shed. I mean there was this one guy you know all out of everything that we've seen you know this one guy had come in and he'd seen the packet of biscuits in the top of his food parcel and he broke down and to see a grown man cry at the sight of a packet of biscuits which we all take for granted if you nine times out of ten you've got a a goodie cupboard there where you can just go and grab something and i mean we sat him down we give him tea and toast and just the fact that he'd had some biscuits in his food parcel he was overjoyed but he hadn't actually ate for three days either um, so it took them three days to... It took them three days. I mean, people are proud and I know people are proud and I hate that about people because I just say, don't be proud. We're not going to judge. I mean, we've all been in the same boat. I think each and every one of us who who has been in here has all been in the same boat where you've been a little bit desperate at times. So no judgment at all. It's just hugs all round, really, just yeah. to make people feel better. Mm, I think there is just such a stigma around like food banks and, and receiving things. Yeah, well. yeah. Because it's just like, I think sometimes I think it's because people feel like they don't deserve it or they shouldn't have it. Yeah. It's just like, I did, so my research project, which I was doing, where I looked at how mums would talk about their experience yeah. with food poverty. And one of them was like, oh, you know, we picked up a free school meals, but like, we shouldn't have had it. Like, we shouldn't. You, you do, yes, you do. We and we do. I mean, people will get in touch and and I'll say, right, that's no problem. Come along, we'll help mm-hmm. you out. No, no, there'll be people worse off them. Like, well, obviously not because you've reached out. You yeah. need help. Mm-hmm. We we'll all get to that point. If there's everybody who's walked through the door, obviously you're at your lowest point. It can only get better, hopefully. Yeah. I know it doesn't for some, but it can only get better. Yeah. I mean, we get washing powder. You don't even think. If you can't afford to put food in your cupboards just to wash wash your clothes. So mm-hmm. we do give out washing powder as well as all of the toiletries because they cost an arm and a leg. So it's it's just little touches like that because... I know and people will say, oh, well, a, a bar of soap costs next to nothing, but so I don't care what it costs. Yeah. It's going in the bag. It doesn't matter what it costs. It can go in the bag like everything else. It's mm-hmm. just, oh, it's just sad. It's what people don't think about, isn't it? Like the cost of things that you just need, like hygiene. Yeah. And, like and I think I was speaking to some young people today who were actually on the podcast as well, and they were talking about like hygiene packs. Yeah. Because I know that you do hygiene packs as we well. We do, yeah. I mean, we the more so, we'd, we have sort of concentrated on them just being for, for the homeless. Mm-hmm. And we call them a blessing bag, but we do we give toiletries toiletries away every day and we do run the sanitary scheme as well which is which has took off massively and we are going to start doing the little thing where we can put like discreet packs in for the young girls that's going to school um, so if they have like if come on the period at school they've got something in their bag there so they don't have to leave and they don't have to ask the teachers to avoid avoid embarrassment but yeah even right down the toiletries like I was saying what toilet is full the shelves are full of just if you need anything just 
just ask to go to the loo and help yourself with whatever's in there. So they don't even need to ask you. They like, don't. Well, all they need to ask is where the to- ask where the toilet is, basically, yeah. and they can just help themselves. So yeah, that's so nice though, because it's also you know it's trusting people to just take what. Of course, need, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think people. It, I've seen that a lot, especially in South Tyneside. It's something called the Red Box Project. Yes, I've heard about that. that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like you leave a tray in. They had them in the town hall in South Shields. And you just leave a tray of like menstrual products. Yeah. Take whatever you want. Yeah. And it's just great because it's like we can. It, there's this idea that you can't trust people who are in poverty. Yes. Just take yeah. Poverty. It's like maybe that's the case with some people, but it's not the case with. It's. I think that's need. just the case with everybody. To be fair, because you know what, the most generous people that I've ever met is actual rough sleepers. Right. And the the you you always the nature of the beast is you will always get somebody that's going to take too much. That's mm-hmm. the door. They they haven't got the way of thinking in the brain like no, I'll leave that for somebody else. And we have had that, and we do say that. On a weekly basis right. um i don't think that's ever ever going to change but i think the ones with the least are the ones who are do actually think about other people and do actually think about no i'll not i'll not be so greedy i mean well here i know you don't need to be greedy you can come back again next week so it's not yeah. Yeah. you don't need to take it all but yeah. i think the 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 period boxes i think that's absolutely amazing yeah. that's took off massively in the last well i'd say probably two yeah mm-hmm. And it's and it's only right and right. I think these things should be left in toilets. Yeah. I mean, we do that down for the mams down at the grub club, and we'll top it up every every session. But nobody takes advantage, and they just take exactly what it is that they need. So that's lovely. I also thought what you said before I didn't bring up, but what you said before about um when the mums at the grub club and how they get like what was it they get like free hair well yeah well this yeah. is it's it's i mean it's took off massively this year we didn't have any kind of treats for the mums last yeah. year this year i mean we had the all of the kids got haircuts and the mums got haircuts last week and we had two hairdressers that that had came in to do that then today we've actually had a lady coming in and doing everybody's eyebrows and doing their nails as well so they're all like oh i've got my new hair now i've got my new nails so yeah, yeah. it's little things like that because i know we concentrate more so on the kids and putting food in kids' tummies the mams get fed as well mm. it's not just a case of watching the mams on sitting there watching everybody eat um, and not getting anything in but it's it's just nice to to do something for the parents yeah. as well and i mean i guess it means so much to them oh of course yeah yeah because it's like the the statistics are that kind of like during the holidays especially during the holidays because they have to obviously afford a lot more for the kids yeah it's like just kind of all the luxury or even just the food yeah so i mean sometimes the the moms are going without food and food at home as well so then they they get the rough end of the stick i'm not saying it's just the moms because they do there is fathers as well out there but yeah it's it's nice to give them a little treat do you think it ever puts people off coming to a food bank or just getting any kind of help if they have kids because they're worried that it'll impact like Yes, I think more for like so for it to sort of backfire on them. Yeah. Yes, and that I've noticed that not so much now. When we had first started, there was a, there was a lot of that where it's like, no, I'm not going to ask for help mm. because it could backfire and somebody can find out that we've actually yeah. used the service. But it's all totally confidential at this yeah. end. So um, our database is purely just to keep a record on who's using it. Mm. Um, I mean, if there was a duty of care or anything like that, that goes without saying you've got to sort of... You would have to uh, what the names on the list would have to sort of come out if it, if it was anything untoward to do with children or if they were going to hurt themselves but yeah it's all strictly confidential yeah. but people do i think not so much now but 
they did used to be thinking, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see anything just in case it backfires. Yeah, I think that'll be good. For That's gotta be a lonely place to be, that though, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because it's like people thinking that you know I can't access help because something could happen. With yeah, your kids. Don't I mean? But That's your kids are suffering by not asking for help. Exactly. So yeah, it's like a double edged. Yeah, sword. yeah, it's a really sad situation to be in. But it's so good to know that like like your priority is just people getting fed yeah of course no good oh no yeah yeah well that's that's good to know i didn't know that yeah i just assumed that you know if someone if a food bank is being accessed for food yeah it might have some kind of impact on the welfare of the child yeah no i mean as long as the child's getting fed i would Mm -hmm. imagine if you weren't walking through the door was probably would probably be worse than actually walking through I mean, we do. We are a baby bank as well, and it, when you think these babies, I don't know what I, I don't know if they still do milk tokens and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm not sure, but we actually provide baby milk as well as nappies. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have. There was actually a young girl who would give birth to a little one. She didn't know she was pregnant. This was just a couple of weeks ago. She was going to work and they were saying, like thinking that she was getting a bit fat and she was saying, no, I don't feel too good. And she actually gave birth to a baby on her bedroom floor. So a friend of the family had called in here the following day and they were just like up in arms, what the hell? And we provided provided the cot, the Moses basket, literally every single thing with from the baby bank side of it so you don't really think about that mm. not to say that she couldn't afford it well she probably i mean she was working but to pull all of that out in one go to need all of that there and then because you didn't even have a clue this baby was on its way yeah. Yeah. um so that i mean that's another nice service to be able to yeah. provide are you worried that you're ever going to run out of stuff and like sometimes yeah sometimes it sometimes it does get a little bit worrying it's mainly Mind it, I would say probably not for the last year, maybe a year and a half, because the 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 awareness that we're raising and the more people know exactly how much we are doing, the kind and more generous folk are getting. So it's I mean Christmas, that once the harvest festivals come, we'll have a few schools donate. At Christmas, you will not be able to get moved in here for food, which is amazing. So therefore, it'll last for a little bit longer. There's always things we'll run out of. It's always the tinned potatoes. It's always the UHT milk. It's always the tinned fruit and meat. Yet the rest of it just like seems to still come come in. We will have it coming out what ears, but the turnover the turnover is quite it 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 is quite big. What I guess coming up to kind of final questions. What can people donate so what do you need not just now but just as you say like huge shale mix yeah like that like what what's it's um i mean pretty much the only ever the only thing that we've we haven't been donated would be a kitchen sink and from <laughs> from your talking from a packet of biscuits right the way through to all kind of household items okay. so you have the obviously we're a clothing bank the uniform scheme the prom dresses um the food side of things yes i mean it's all non-perishables any kind of sanitary products, any kind of toiletries, toilet rolls. It's, I mean, anything that you see on the shelves in your local supermarket, really, yeah. What's next for Heaven Helps? What's the plan? God only knows. <laughs> I honestly haven't got a clue. Just keep on, you know, it's like, you know, obviously provo- providing food is, is one thing. Yeah. It's great, but it just seems to be, you know, it's like uh, just all these different kinds of... Yeah. Clubs and I, honestly, I haven't got a clue, like... 
sometimes when me and Joe get five minutes and you think, right, you've got five minutes, chill, just chill, and then we'll be on the phone to each other. So when when we're finished here on a daily basis, we're messaging, we're on the phone, right, I've had this idea, I've had that idea, so I, honestly, I haven't got a clue. Yeah. Is it, I mean, the more people that we can reach, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, the more things that we can provide, the better. So that with the world's what oyster, really, and with the generosity, with having so many people behind us in it, anything's possible, really, isn't it? Yeah, everyone loves your work, and I love your work. Oh, thank amazing. you very much. That's thank okay. you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you.